I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, June 1st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, it's June 1st. That seems like a big milestone this year. But also, you are back from vacation. You seem rested. Are you rested? Oh, I feel great. It's awesome. It was awesome just to get out of North America. You know, it's been two years since I've done that. Just being able to see a bit of the world is nice and puts everything into perspective. So I feel great. I'm happy to be back. But you and Alex did a great job while I was gone. You really carried the torch there. But yeah, I'm excited to be back with you and the Peak Pals. Well, we did get a gift from one of the Peak Pals in South Florida. Yeah. We got a gift for the Zoom Out and Zoom In sound effects. Have you heard this? There's one for you and one for me. It's from my brother, Matt Rosenthal in South Florida. Wanted to make sure we had our sound effects game on point. I like it better than the soundboard, that's for sure. It's like a physical soundboard. You know, I'll have a cowbell, you'll have the whistle, like we'll build up a whole repository of sound devices to use. I like that. We'll be our own Fred Norris's. Brett, aside from you being back and some sound effects we may layer in, what do we have for Peak Bells today? For our first story, it might be tough for Canadians to find a place to swim this summer. For our second story, the Tim's app may have been tracking your day-to-day movements. And for our third story, job hunters are using Slack channels to find their next opportunity. For our first story, a gentle reminder to check in and see how your friends are doing, especially if they own a house on the lake, because Canadians could soon find it difficult to cool down this summer as lifeguard shortages start to impact beaches and pools across the country. Brett, It is hot as blazes here in Toronto. I'd love nothing better than to go for a swim. Why is that going to be so hard this summer, Brett? Maybe we should get a little retreat for the Peak Daily, a house on the lake. I like it. Yeah, not anytime soon, that's for sure. Well, Jay, first, there are two key factors at play here per the Wall Street Journal. First, employer demand for workers is red hot, with Canada's unemployment rate sitting at record lows. And the second is that workers are switching jobs, especially out of low-paying jobs like community services, at high rates. Couple that with the lack of training, certifying and testing lifeguards during COVID lockdowns, and it's looking like a bummer of a swim season in some parts of the country. And those people that have kids in swim lessons now know how difficult it has been to find those lessons and get your kids trained how to swim. It's crazy because it, like, it, it was really easy before. Now, in Nova Scotia, organizers are struggling to fill lifeguard positions at beaches, which may leave some areas unsupervised and put swim programs at risk. In Ontario, lifeguard shortages have also started to affect the number of programs available, and some cities have announced a reduction in facilities hours. It's just crazy to me, Jay, because when I was growing up, being a lifeguard was the de facto part-time job that you took. But Edmonton's outdoor pools, they've also reduced operations to July and August for budgetary reasons, while others in the country have shut down entirely. The private backyard pool may be no escape either. Pool builders are currently struggling to meet unprecedented demand. And the lack of trained lifeguards, labor, and city spending could prevent over 4,700 public pools in the country's beaches from operating at full capacity or opening at all. So Brett, Why should Peak Pals care about pool shortages aside from the fact that I want to swim? Well, you want to swim. It gets really hot in many parts of these countries, and the pool is a reprieve to that heat. It's a way to cool off. And so if those pools are closed, it's going to make for a a really uncomfortable summer for a lot of people. But here's the thing. This isn't really about pools as much as it's about labor and our labor market and our strains on it. And these are crucial months for all businesses that depend on a summer boom, like ice cream shops and boats and bike rental services. And if labor shortages don't ease up, prepare for limited services, waiting lists, and higher prices. For our second story, over 4 million Canadians who use the Tim Hortons mobile app, including myself, 
may have had their day-to-day movements recorded without their knowledge. And it's that feeling when you're trying to get your hands on a maple dip donut and you instead give up all your data. It's not so great. I wish it didn't happen like that. Jay, it sounds like quite the pivot for our country's favorite coffee shop. What's going on here? (laughs) I would love to see your movements. It's just back and forth to Tim Horton. So it's not that exciting. But (laughs) the coffee chain is facing government (laughs) investigations over allegations that its mobile app violated Canadian privacy laws by not communicating what information it was collecting from customers, including tracking data, even when the app wasn't in use. Yeah, you know what? That's what I missed the most when I was gone, Jay. Tim Hortons. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Faced with four class action lawsuits across three provinces and a pending federal privacy investigation, Tim stopped tracking user location data unless the app was in use back in 2020, but may still be on the hook for violating consumer privacy rights. When it comes to federal laws that address the way corporations collect and use data, Canada's outgoing head privacy commissioner said even proposed updates that were scrapped last year wouldn't give consumers enough control over their own data. While updates to the legislation are still on hold, a pending report from investigators may force Tim's to change its data collection practices for the more than one in 10 Canadians who use the app. That's crazy. That is crazy penetration. And here's why it matters, Brett. Tim's is hardly the only organization or company aggressively collecting data, just one that got caught. Even the government's COVID app was recently faced criticism for its tracking practices as data privacy concerns increasingly become a mainstream issue. And for our third story, job hunters tired of sending out cover letters that may never be read and employers that are tired of reading those cover letters are increasingly turning to work messaging app Slack to connect. This according to a story in the Wall Street Journal. Brett, I thought you only got access to Slack once you got the job, not the other way around. What is going on here? Well, let's start with some context. Slack is a workplace communications tool whose paid user base grew by 77% between 2019 and 2021 as newly remote companies looked for an easy way to communicate. As Slack was taking off, workers started independent channels outside of their workplace to network in their fields, talk about the latest news, and exchange career tips. And what started as a way to make some friends in one's own industry, it's turned into a hiring hotbed with some users taking upwards of 20 calls for interviews and introductory conversations for new jobs within a week of joining a private group. And this is part of a trend. Other non-job platforms are also leading to career opportunities for users, be it on the hiring subreddit, recruiters reaching out to you on Instagram, or even becoming a musician's intern via instant messenger discord. And here's why these communities are turning into recruiting gold. So employers love using Slack as a recruitment tool because they can learn a lot about a potential hire through their profile and access their archived private messages to see what they know and what they don't. And job candidates like it too, because the hiring process is often fast-tracked if a hiring manager reaches out to them directly. And if they have any questions about the company, they likely know someone in the channel that already works there and can ask them for a reference. And what this new Slack hiring trend tells us is that more employees than ever are looking to switch jobs. That's the great resignation that we've been talking about. And companies are searching high and low to fill seats with top talent, including new sources like Slack channels. So if you're looking for a new gig, maybe consider joining a relevant Slack community, which brings up the point, Brett. It used to be if you were a Slacker, you'd never get a job. But now that you're on Slack, I know. you can get a job. The irony is rich, I think. That's a great point. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for producing this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, as we were going through those stories, I realized that 
I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce data or data. Data or data is very similar to me, how I say progress and progress. I'm not sure which one is right. Well, progress is mostly right and progress is in Canada, but I'm not sure data and data have the same breakdown. I guess someone will definitely tweet us and tell us. Maybe we got to look into it. Yeah. You know where I'm going to look for it? On Slack. Yeah. <laughs> have a good day, Brett.